Welcome to the Wikipedia podcast. Wikipedia is a ministry of enemies within the church. Go ahead and visit enemieswithinthechurch.com and donate today to help support the project to keep the woke church retreating in the culture war because that's what they're doing. They're running with their tail between their legs and they're retreating. And so we need to go and to keep them on the run because as Soldiers of Christ, what are we called to do? We are called to go into engage in spiritual warfare. But you can go to www.enemieswithinthechurch.com. You can find out all of our stuff. And, of course, you can buy, well, pick a number, 16 Blu-rays to go and to give out to your friends this Christmas season. I'm your host, Pastor Sam, and I'm joined with, like always, Kyle Witt, Mr. Witt himself, and, of course, Micah. Not a whole lot of them, just a sample. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> I'm oh, doing man, pretty well, that. Pastor Sam. I'm uh, I'm I'm flattered that you think that I would have 16 friends to give well, DVDs DVDs to. <laughs> I was talking to our audience. I wasn't talking to you. Oh, true, so true. That's I, I, <laughs> I knew that. Yeah. First of all, you've already done that. You've already, you know, for all two of your friends, um, you've already got the the Blu-ray. <laughs> uh, how, how you doing anyway, Kyle? How are you doing? <laughs> Well, I'm doing uh I'm doing pretty good. I'm a little bit sad that I didn't get a uh witty nickname there. Uh but <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> nice one. Uh no, but I'm uh I'm thankful to be here today. Well, what's well, interesting you say that because you know, it it is November, and so you guys know what that means. We're we're going to be talking about thankfulness and Thanksgiving. But but don't worry if you're woke and you're watching this. We're not going to be talking about the pilgrims and how wonderful they were, and in things like that that really destroy your narrative. Don't worry. We're going to be talking about uh, your yeah. thankfulness today. We're going to be talking about the woke's thankfulness. Um, and, and of course, this is going to be a little bit more of a lighthearted type episode um, where we look at woke churches' relationship with thankfulness and Thanksgiving. Uh, while it could get a little sarcastic, maybe, maybe. Uh, and lighthearted in this episode, we, we do want to remind you that there is plenty that you can learn about the woke church uh, and, of course, what they get wrong about thankfulness in this episode. So, uh, so, so if you're coming here and you're used to hearing, you know, the hard hitting facts, well, you, you might not get a ton of that this episode, but yeah, I think you're gonna have a lot of fun with us today. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. And uh, just so it's it's very clear to you guys, we are recording this at eleven thirty p.m. So if it, and plus this is um, you know after the uh, fall back, so if we are uh, seeming a little bit loopy and uh, and um, uh, unbridled in our in our speech, that is why. So um, yeah. Well. Speaking of that, if we say anything you don't like or anything you do like, you can go ahead and you can email us at contactwikipedia at gmail.com. Once again, that's contactwikipedia at gmail.com. Uh, but before we get to the woke church, let's go ahead and start with Orthodox Christianity because that's a good foundation to start with. <laughs> so, yep. uh, guys, <laughs> why should Christians be thankful? Why should – what? I mean, you can almost flip it on its head. Why shouldn't Christians be thankful? We have, compared to the world, the world has nothing. They have no hope. They are lost. They are dead in their sins. And we're not. We have, we have Christ. Christ took our place. Christ died on a cross. 
Amen. To pay for sin. We're That's not right. under condemnation anymore. So we have the, the ultimate, the ultimate thankfulness uh, in our lives, the ultimate thing to be thankful for, and that's the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. That's yeah. right. I mean, he took the punishment upon himself that we deserved. I mean, we deserved mm-hmm. um, nothing but separation from God, um, <laughs> but eternal conscious torment in hell. That's what we deserved. Um, but he, yeah. in his great mercy and love for us, showed us grace. So we have grace to be thankful for. Um, that is a beautiful, beautiful truth of Christianity. And uh, yeah, that, that, is the, mm-hmm. that is the foundation um, for us as Christians. And uh, if anybody says that Christians have a right to be unthankful, well, they're just dead wrong. <laughs> we, have, um, we have all the reasons to be thankful. That's right. And you, you know, guys, I'm reminded of an old hymn that uh, one of the phrases in it, it goes and it says, I remember when my burdens rolled away uh, and I had carried them for years, night and day. And, and it's it's the whole idea that we owed a debt that we couldn't pay. We, we had a burden mm. upon us, this burden of sin, this wage of sin that we had. And of course, we couldn't pay it. But Jesus Christ, he who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him, he took Mm. our place on the cross. We deserve hell and we deserve that, that separation from God, that eternal torment forever in hell. But Jesus Christ came and paid the price for our sins for us. Now, of of course, we're not universalists. You have to accept Jesus Christ as your savior. Uh, But, but we look at this, that is why the Christian can be thankful. And I mean, that's, you know, when it comes to this whole Thanksgiving season, we should be thankful for what Jesus Christ has done for us. And it doesn't matter Amen. what our circumstances are. It doesn't matter how difficult things are in our life. And, and life can get difficult, but we should stop, turn to the cross, remember what Jesus did for us there, and remember that he rose again. That's something to be thankful for too. And we should go and, and rejoice and be thankful. The Bible puts it simply, rejoice always. I mean, it just tells yeah. us that straight up. We should always be thankful. Um, and but, again, you know, that, I say, rejoice. <laughs> that's right. But but that does bring us to the woke because, you know, obviously Jesus is the one in the Orthodox Christianity who, who has been oppressed. Who's oppressed in the woke narrative? <laughs> well, hold uh, on. Let well, me get my uh, intersectionality chart out real quick. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you, uh, you know, I just well, have this. This like this mental image, guys. When you said this, uh, this intersectionality chart, I, I started thinking of like, you, you know, the, the guys who are always just preaching on eschatology, and they've got all these charts. And, <laughs> and, and I mean, look, you, you should go and preach on eschatology. I'm not, I'm not against eschatology, uh, and and I, I'm pre-mill and everything like that. But 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 you know, they they, they go and they, they always preach on eschatology. They got all these charts, and I'm just kind of imagining that, except it's a woke person going and getting their chart out <laughs> for intersectionality. Sorry. Yeah, or that one meme where it's the guy with all of these red uh, pieces of thread and yarn, and he's just like looking at like you with these crazy eyes, trying to explain to you with this grand scheme or whatever. That yeah, that's the that's the chart of intersectionality. Kyle, um, tell us a little bit more about that. So so Christ is the one who was genuinely oppressed. What does it look like uh, according to a woke person um, when it comes to who is really oppressed in their narrative? 
Well, they flip it on its head 100%. Rather than Christ being the victim of our sin, the one oppressed for our sake, uh, he who knew no sin became sin for us. You can't get more of a victim, more oppressed than a perfect, all-holy God taking on something unholy like sin. Mm -hmm. I, and in the woke narrative, it's man. Man who, who is ultimately oppressed. And, you know, you mentioned intersectionality. What they're talking about there is deciphering the different levels of oppression. Who is the most oppressed? What is the hierarchy of oppression? So they're playing a game to try and find who's the most oppressed. And in the end, they're searching for answers in oppression in man, not searching for answers in the uh, perfect God who became oppressed for our sake. Mm -hmm. It's insane to me. But yeah, they're, they're yeah. looking to man. So you're telling me that the woke have oppression, right? They, they've got it down pat. They know exactly what oppression <laughs> really is, right? That's what you're saying? They have no idea <laughs> what oppression is, which tells you something. They have no idea what sin is. That's right. Mm. That, I mean, that's, yeah. I think you're hitting the nail on the head right there with that, with that Kyle. They, they have no idea what sin is. Their homardiology, though they like to say that they get all these great theologians and, and, and stuff like that, that... But, I mean, they're just, they're, you know, they are, they're just swinging and missing as bad as Micah does in T-ball. And, and I mean, it, it's bad. It's bad. How did you know I was bad at T-ball? <laughs> you know, I, it was just a guess. Um, I, 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 I've seen... I, I I've seen you play baseball. No, actually I haven't. But um I was gonna yeah. say you haven't seen me play a sport. <laughs> that's probably why you assumed I that's was bad. probably why I assumed it right there, Micah. But um no no, they they really they're they they do not understand sin, the woke, and so they don't understand true oppression. Yeah. Um it, it and when you don't understand that, you're not really understanding the gospel. And so do the woke have a real foundation to be thankful for? No. No, they, ha they, don't, they don't have a real foundation. I mean, they reject the foundation that is real. Yeah, ultimately. That they could be thankful for if they were to turn and repent and believe upon Jesus Christ and everything that he teaches. Um, but no, they, uh, they don't have that real foundation. They reject it right out the gate. You know, it's... Yeah. Um, this is the, one of those cases where Jesus is, in in a sense, um, the the stumbling stone. He's the cornerstone, and he's the stumbling stone. They've chosen to stumble over him. Um, he, he's an obstacle in their way. That's how they view him, rather than as um, the the one who is um, the the foundation of truth and the foundation of reality when it comes to um, thankfulness. Yeah. Now, yeah, and it goes it goes to what we talked about uh, on the episode with uh, that we just had with Judd and Nigeria and the thankfulness, mm -hmm. comparing the thankfulness of the Nigerians with the thanklessness of the woke. All they're producing is 
bitterness. Yeah. And I mean, go listen to that episode if you want more about that. But that, that's ultimately what they're producing. So they they can't have thankfulness because all they're producing is bitterness. And ultimately, again, like Micah was saying, they have to functionally, even if in word they claim to still know Christ, they have to functionally reject the peace that Christ brings to hold on to their bitterness and thanklessness. Mm -hmm. Now, would you guys agree with me? If the woke don't understand oppression, they don't understand sin, they don't really understand the gospel, all, all this kind of stuff, w w do you think I'm going too far as to say that woke theology, woke ideology, it's really rooted in entitlement? You guys I don't think, think that's, you're going that's far enough. Far? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that, that's it's, a fair it's way to put far. it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's it, totally fair. And so, I mean, this brings me to another question. Okay, can thankfulness and entitlement coexist? Um, not really. Uh, you could you could have somebody who pretends to be thankful, you know, like somebody who sarcastically says uh, thank you uh, to somebody else uh, and doesn't really mean it. Um, that happens quite a lot, especially in the Midwest where you have the, uh, well, especially in Iowa, here you guys have a thing called Iowa nice, which is where, uh, people, <laughs> people really look nice on the outside and they pretend to be nice, but deep down, um, they're anything but nice. Not everybody in Iowa. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just yanking everybody's chain there, but, um, <laughs> going to get myself in some hot water cause I'm now an Iowan myself, but, uh, <laughs> have been for uh, a year now, but. No, the, the point is that thankfulness and entitlement um, don't actually coexist. Uh, you can have the appearance no. of thankfulness. You can say the right things. But deep down, if you have this this feeling of an, uh, that you are entitled to everything, um, all of these, all of the blessings in life should just rain down upon you because you are so worthy and deserving. No, you, you can't really be thankful. You're like, uh, what is it, uh, Veruca Salt? Is that her? Is that her name from uh, Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory or Charlie and the Chocolate mm. Factory? Um, saying, uh, "I want it now. I want the whole world." You know, um, that's yep. kind of the attitude uh, that the woke mm -hmm. have, and it obviously does not jive with someone who's truly grateful. Yeah, that, well, that's the problem. They're they're at odds with one another. It's like self righteousness and True righteousness, true holiness rooted in submission to Christ and Christ's uh, commands. You can't be both self-righteous and biblically righteous at the same time. You're either no. going to be acting against God's law or you're going to be acting in submission to God's law. There is no possible situation where you're doing both at the same time. You just triggered all the antinomians out there, just so you know. Well, yeah. gnomes are easy to trigger, so. <laughs> Very punny. Now, um, now, I mean, some people might be listening. They might be going like, well, what do you mean that the woke are really entitled? You know, they might be going like, I'm woke, you know, and I like social justice. Because <laughs> I, I know that's, that, that's a big portion of our uh, audience uh, are people who are woke and like social justice. 
And, and, and so I they, they might be sitting out there. people listening to us. I I hope so too, because uh, I mean we really want to see them change and, and and you know come to Christ. But uh, l- mm-hmm. let me just give a couple examples, guys, of uh, how they're entitled. Well, first of all, they have an entitled economic policy, right? Socialism or or some kind of form of socialism. And uh, you, yeah. you look at what's the idea of socialism? Take from the haves and give to the have-nots. What are they saying? The have-nots, they are entitled to what the haves have. Now, they, they, they come out here and they try to go and you know say all these reasons why and everything like that. Uh, but the, the the reality of it is, I, I remember once I got I got put on a podcast and I didn't know that these guys were like serious Marxists and and socialists. I thought I was out there just promoting my book, and I, it, it, it was tremendous. It, it was like a four hour podcast too. Um, <laughs> but the, the, they literally come out and they're they're like, well, I think that basically uh, the the workers should should have all of the proceeds and things like this. And I'm like, but they don't have any of the risk involved They, they in socialism. They don't take the risk. So they're sitting out there saying like, look, the worker should get it, should get all of the proceeds from, uh, from what the company makes, but they're not taking any of the risk of the company. And then they're like, well, it should be, the risk should be on society. And I'm like, oh my goodness, come on guys, actually think this through. It's entitlement. (laughs) Wait, Sam, Uh, you just, you just asked the woke to think. I think that was, (laughs) that was your first mistake. (laughs) Yeah. uh, But uh, yeah, well, obviously that is an uh, entitled economic policy. They're also entitled when it comes to uh, issues of things like just life. Um, they think that you can uh, be both pro-life and vote pro-abortion for Democrats or for uh, people who pretend to be Republicans um, but promote the killing of unborn children, just less so than the Democrats. Um, you can you can vote for them and still be pro-life because really you're you're focused on the lives of the refugees outside of the border. Um, which if anybody knows anything about the Martha's Vineyard situation, you can see that that's just blatant hypocrisy um, coming from them anyway. But yeah, that's, that's entitlement. That's this idea that you actually, that we're not responsible for our own citizens at all. We're not responsible for the, uh, not just our own citizens, but the least of our own citizens who, who don't have any means to protect themselves, the unborn, um, the, the children. And, uh, and so they, there's just I, there, there's such a disconnect from reality that these guys have um, a disconnect from understanding their responsibilities. They think that they, they need to get the benefits of everything and have none of those risks. Exactly what you were talking about, Pastor Sam. Yeah. Right. And, and I mean, when you're pro abortion and you're you know pro killing babies, uh, even if you're coming out there saying like, well, I'm actually pro life, but you're you know voting to kill babies. Um, the, the, the reality of it is, is that they're not thankful for the lives that God has given. Um, yeah. they're, uh, you know, they're, they're really not actually thankful for these things. They're, they're, they're thinking that they're just entitled, um, to, you know, the, the reality of it is, is convenience. That's, that's what they believe yeah. that they're entitled to, uh, as opposed to being inconvenienced and, and, and children you know, trust me. I mean, I've got two children. So sometimes children are inconveniences, but that's okay. That's okay. It's okay to be inconvenienced. Um, the, the other thing 
about the woke is that they're not just entitled, but they're really have this root of unforgiveness. Uh, we might mm -hmm. call it bitterness. If you want to use a, yeah, you know, a word of what it's actually saying that it's for, they're, they're for bitterness. They're, they're not for forgiveness. Uh, and uh, um, I don't think we need to necessarily read the passage um, unless re you want to read that Kyle in Matthew 18. No, I think we, we, we just explain it. Yeah. I think we can just explain it and keep, keep uh, going forward. Yeah. So, uh, but, but Matthew 18, it tells the story of the, the ungrateful steward who basically he goes and he has this huge debt that he can never pay off. Okay. And of course the spiritual aspect of this is that our sin, we can never go and pay this off. And what happens mm -hmm. is, is that the King goes and forgives him. But then what does he do? Somebody owes him, you know, just a, a couple bucks. And instead of going and being forgiving himself, he goes and he's like, I'm putting you in debtor's prison until I get that money back because it's my money. You owe it to me. Now, of course, the king gets mad. Like, I just treated you this way. I just forgave you of all this, and yet you couldn't forgive somebody else. Well, the woke do this. If, if the woke truly believe that God forgives this great sin, this great burden that they have that we talk about as the foundation for our thankfulness as Christians, if they truly believe that, well, what would be their view of racial reparations? And, and what is racial reparations, by the way, guys? Oh, my goodness. Uh, it's something that would actually do more harm to the people that it claims <laughs> to help than it would uh, help them. But no, it's this idea that, oh, well, because of what happened to a specific segment of the population in times past that, and in this case, I mean, they always go to slavery uh, and they denote a certain portion. I, I mean, would you have to like prove your ancestry to say that my family was here and enslaved before you get, I, that's another issue with reparations, but no, they, they, they wouldn't they, care. They would just be like, if you're black, you can get the reparations. But that's the frustrating thing is they don't have an actual operating definition, objective definition of what they mean by black, but that's a whole nother. Well, thing. no, because you're dealing with, but they claim because there's these <laughs> exactly, I they claim because of these things that happen that these people need to be these modern people who may or may not be the ancestors of those people that actually had harm done to them, need monetary compensation now. And that's... Uh, that's not how... If you how... or your ancestor has been enslaved within the uh, oh past goodness. years of, you know, 1865 um, to, <laughs> you know, 16-whatever. Uh, um, we we need to get someone... <laughs> you might be uh, entitled to uh, racial reparations. <laughs> yeah, we need to turn that into an actual commercial. But <laughs> we, no, we it, 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 it's an entitlement and it's unforgiveness. They feel yeah. that they are entitled to this money because of something that happened to someone else. And they are unwilling to forgive what right. has already been and, and well, this is the thing. Oh, well, do you just forgive without the person making any sort of move on their end, you know, any sort of apology? Well, that's the problem. We're, we're operating in a situation where 
whatever your church, you know, look at the SBC. How many times have they apologized for slavery? You look at the country. How many times yeah, has plenty the, of the government apologized? Yeah, the apologies have happened. Now you could say, oh, there's there's reparations that need to take place, but these aren't the people that it happened to. And you want to see what happens, the sort of bitterness and unforgiveness that gets bred in people and then destroys their communities when it comes to reparations. You know, I'm from Washington State, and there are a lot of uh, major Native American reservations in Washington State. And even the nicer urban ones struggle, absolutely struggle. Because of all the money that the government just dumps on them. They have incredibly high crime rates. They have incredibly high alcoholism, alcoholism, incredibly high uh, suicide rates. You know, you want to go down all the list of bad things, and they're really high. And the more money that gets dumped on them, the worse it gets. It doesn't yeah. help people. It just breeds more unforgiveness it just breeds more uh bitterness and entitlement yeah it well and it does so because the, the, the people who exactly and, and it does this it, it breeds this um continual cycle of unforgiveness because ultimately the people who are experiencing this sort of thing um just do not have contentment they are it's no. never enough um, so there is a seeking. discontent there. Yeah, it is. And, and it's it, this the same spirit of discontentment pops up not just in racial repra reparations, but it also pops up in um, topics like sexuality and gender. Um, yeah. They're not content with the bodies that God gave them. So they try to mutilate them mm -hmm. and uh, inject <laughs> all sorts of um foreign hormones into their bodies that are going to ultimately drive them at least half of them almost to suicide. Um, they are mm. discontent with God's design for marriage. And so they try to, well, they have legalized, they legalized it almost a decade ago at this point throughout all 50 States. Wow. Um, they've legalized homosexual marriage and yet they're not content so they still do the pride parades they still do the marches now it's um not being content with the age range um and so they uh go yeah. after children now um in libraries and in public schools and with drag queen story hour and um all sorts of degenerate things this is the cycle um of discontentment and and this is ultimately what thanklessness looks like it looks like all of these things that we've mentioned it looks like um entitlement it looks like um pretending that you're oppressed it looks yeah. like unforgiveness and it looks like discontentment ultimately but, these yeah. are the the hallmarks of what it looks like to not be thankful yeah you know we, we, we've seen this with the book now they don't have the foundation for thankfulness. They have an entitlement that is against thankfulness. They have an unforgiveness, which is once again opposed to thankfulness. And they have discontentment, which is once again can't coexist with thankfulness. You can't be discontent and thankful at the same time. Like those things don't work. But we do have some good news. 
And that is, especially if you're woke and you're listening, you're probably really going to enjoy this because you're probably confused. What are you going to do this Thanksgiving season? What are you going to do here during Thanksgiving? What are you going to say when, when, you know, it, it's time and you're going around the table and it's, it comes to you and you're like, what am I thankful for if you're woke? You know, what, what can you say? We, we've got a list for you. Uh, you, you know, Kyle, you want to start us off with this list of what, uh, can the woke mm. be thankful for? What, what, not just what can, but what are the woke thankful for? They are yeah, thankful right. yeah, that CNN are. is still on the air, is still unbiased and countering oh, yes. the hyper ultra extreme right bias of Fox News. Oh, sorry, that gets me uh, really worked up. Yeah. Well, wow, what mean, a thing it, to be thankful for. CNN is it, still going. It, mm, if yes. I were woke. I would be so glad that CNN is still at the top of the airwaves. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I, if you look oh at the statistics, they were... they're, they're uh, consistently nonsense. like ranking less viewership than what we have. And that's impressive <laughs> to be that low. Um, and so, I but mean, they're still it, getting some contingent of the audience. Yeah. And that's I what mean, matters deep down, you know, it's it's the faithful wokesters that are out there. Uh, what, what, what do we got next on our list? What, what do we got oh, next on our list here? I, I actually, I, I guess, I can, can I do this next one, guys? Is that okay? Yeah, you, you got this. <laughs> this. I think this is my favorite one. This is my favorite one here. Preston Sprinkle. That's his real name. Hmm. <laughs> That's deep. Oh, you'd be man. thankful if you're if you're woke. You'd be thankful for that, guys. If you, if you don't know who we're talking about, um, we're gonna get a profile out on uh, Preston Sprinkle, especially for you guys. Uh, you'll know it when you see it because it'll be the one with the thumbnail of a cupcake with hair on it. <laughs> uh, Preston, yeah, Preston Sprinkle, Sprinkle is a uh, that's, it, that's pretty extreme woke. Yeah, gay gay activist kind of kind of woke. And his S name is Preston Semi-gay activist, whatever you call it. Just saying. Just saying. What'd you say? He's, I said his name's Preston Sprinkle. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. You know. He, he's in Enemies Within the Church. If if you uh, if you watch Enemies Within the Church, um, I, I think he, there's a couple of clips of him that are in there. Yeah. yeah. So we you should go to enemieswithinthechurch.com and watch Enemies Within the Church. That's what you should do. What's what's next, guys? What 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 else can the woke be thankful for? I mean, you, you know, just imagine it's it's Thanksgiving. You got to go around the table, say what you're thankful for. We got to help our, our 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 woke friends out there. What are they going to say? What's up next? Well, uh, Russell Moore has done a, a fantastic job of subverting subverting Christianity, specifically the Southern Baptist Convention, but just Christianity in general in the United States. He's just done a fantastic job. Um, especially uh, at the uh, Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention. And so as a result of his great job in uh, being a subversive activist, he got a promotion to editor-in-chief at Christianity Today. Amazing, wow. guys. Where's the, where's the clapping and audience uh, cheering yes. sounds when we need them? Oh, oh let me just uh, <laughs> uh, switch this to live. And woo! <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I love it when you have something. <laughs> there we go. Standing ovation. <laughs> yep, finally cut in. That was. Uh, I guess you could say that was our live audience. More. He got more. Oh no. What's yeah, the next he's one, woke, Kyle? So it's never enough for him. He always wants more. Uh, well, they they can be thankful that Joe Biden, despite the woke disagreeing with him on on many things, like for realsies here, like we we legitimately uh, the woke really disagree with him. Like they totally do, totally disagree with him. Totally, they're actually conservatives uh, on things, even though they have posters of uh, Joe Biden in their bedrooms. They can be thankful that he's brought <laughs> class back to American politics and that he's put out a call for unity that we can all rally behind. You know, you just have class. to ignore the reality of what's actually going on, but legitimate class. pedophile That's what in I think the of. Oval Office. That's what I and, think of every uh, time I think of Joe Biden. I just think yeah. – I don't think of him, you know, sniffing underage girls' hair. I think mm. of class. That's you you know, actually, those things are on the to-do list for Joe Biden um, right after <laughs> learning how to ride a bike. <laughs> and uh, eat uh, chocolate chocolate chip ice cream. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah unfortunately, the, the dementia is yeah. setting in way too fast. He doesn't really have much time to learn things left. And that was not but a joke. One word. <laughs> We've oh. literally got an old, decrepit grandpa that is just being paraded around like a puppet, and it's gross. Um, but what else can, can the woke be thankful for? Uh, Micah, you got something for us? Well, um, the next one that we've got for you today is I, I know that you guys have been concerned about this, especially those of you who are woke listeners. Um, but Al Mohler is still softening, uh, conservative positions. So he is mm. still compromising. Yes. That is still going on. The, the woke can definitely be grateful for Al Mohler and his um, continual flip-flopping of positions um, as the as the wind blows. Mm, yeah, I, I know mean, they were getting the a little bit flies. concerned there recently. He was starting to. Uh, I mean, he's a Christian nationalist. He, he was conservative Christian nationalist. Oh boy. yeah, and then he's suddenly a, he decides yeah. that he wants to undermine all of that again. Huh. Yes, so yeah. he is still doing that great stuff yeah sam uh, what's what's going on uh, I, I think that there's a sale or something at target and yes. uh, some some interesting yeah. people are are uh, fans of that so go ahead and tell us what's what's happening there yeah yeah i mean this this is breaking news i mean this is like the black friday sale all the time okay uh pink cardigans are now unisex at target and russell moore and david french are planning a bro date to get 10 each. Although I did hear it that David French was thinking about getting a purple one too. So nine pink, one purple, but uh, mm -hmm. nonetheless, I mean, that, that is something to be excited for. If you're woke, you can go get your very own unisex, you know, cause we, we don't want to assume your gender, uh, pink cardigan over at target. Oh, I mean, amazing. I'm so glad. And you know what? I think that I heard that Russell Moore was going to sign a deal with Target to be um, one of the plus-sized models for uh, the pink cardigan. So you guys can be looking forward to seeing his face at every Target that you shop at from here on out. 
there are horrifying images bouncing through my mind right now, Micah. <laughs> you're Why? welcome. Uh, you're going to have nightmares. I, I'm you, you know, having them. Well, while we're talking about great deals, um, I, I mean, and, and the woke being, being thankful, uh, what, what, what's next for us, Kyle? Well, the woke can be thankful uh, <clears throat> that Adam Greenway has been a tremendous promoter of one of the most powerful documentaries of this decade, Enemies Within the Church. Go on to enemieswithinthechurch.com and use code GREENWAY to get 20% off Enemies Within the Church. Yes, it's still active because that man, he just loves to be in the news and he loves to promote our movie. So true. I mean, one of the greatest successes of all of the woke right there is Adam Greenway. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He is one of the best salesmen for enemies within the church that that has ever existed. There is no movie that has given greater publicity to more woke names um, than enemies within the church. So if you guys um, are finding yourselves in, you know, with some free time on your hands or you want to have a family popcorn night, we would definitely recommend checking that out. Now, I've got another one that's coming up, and uh, I know that there are some of you guys who are ex-College Park churchers um, who listen to this show. And uh, as an ex-College Parker myself, um, I am so grateful to announce to you that uh, Pastor Mark Rogup, um, who is also a Gospel Coalition council member, is still lamenting about um, racial reconciliation and things like that. So I know that there was some question as to whether that was still going on. Um, if you go to his website, markvrogup.com or .org or whatever it is, um, you will find that there are still all of the resources on how to lament for um, the crimes of white people uh, 150 years ago. And you can still cry with him. Uh, his book is called Weep With Me. And um, you are you are more than welcome to join his uh, cry do, sessions. Do, do you know the best part about this, Micah? What? I, I was at a conference that Mark Rogop was speaking at in, in a, um, you know, like roundtable type discussion. He literally said, white evangelicals can't lament. And his whole thing is, is that white evangelicals <laughs> should lament. And he's like, oh, you can't do it. You're, you are so messed up. You can't even lament. And, okay, guys, and, scratch that then. If you are a white person and you're listening to us, you are not welcome at the cry sessions because you're not capable of that. Um, so sorry to sorry to say that. Um, but if, you, however, if you are a uh, BIPOC, I think is what they're called, uh, black or indigenous people of color, you are more than welcome to cry with Mark Rogo. Now, we don't know how it is that he as a white person is able to lament, but he has found a way. Um, mm. So we are grateful. Uh, no, just kidding. We are not grateful yeah. for that. But the woke can be grateful for that. Yeah, and <laughs> if to you be pay, fair, and if you're white and you pay him money, you can learn how to lament too. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, guys, to be fair, he did say white evangelicals can't lament. It's very possible he's not mm. actually an evangelical. Just throwing that out there. Ooh. Just throwing that out Ooh. there. That could be uh, there. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'll get and, some people and, mad and, at me. 
we've we've got another one coming up here. Um, this one uh, is also, I think, relevant um, to people that I know because I know people in Methodist <laughs> circles and Wesleyan circles and Nazarene circles. So this is good news. We've seen a lot of inflation going around and it's definitely not because of Joe Biden. Um, that would be uh, absurd to suggest that it would have anything to do with him, right? Um, but uh, we've got inflation. Despite that, the Methodist contingent, um, especially the um, Methodist pastrixes, can still afford purple hair dye at Walmart. So mm. rest easy, um, yes. pastrixes uh, and they thems in the pulpits of uh, United Methodist churches. You can still get your hair dye at Walmart um, today. Mm. <laughs> People are yeah. going to start thinking that we're actually advertising for Target and Walmart and all of these other people. <laughs> hey, I mean, yes. you, you know, you might not be able to afford your groceries, but you got to keep your image up. That's right. So, I mean, get that purple hair dye. Uh, <laughs> How else will people next, know what Kyle? you stand for? Ooh, that, that's ooh this right. is a good well, one. Well, yeah. Woke people can still be thankful that white people exist so they can keep complaining about white people existing. Oh, you know what I was about to say? I mean, that, that you had me in the first half, not going to lie. But um, yeah, now well, it they, makes sense. They need something you said to... uh, that, that we can be yeah. thankful that white people still exist, but that just sounded kind of off to me. But then when you explained it a little bit mm -hmm. more in that latter half of the sentence. It, 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 yeah, I, I got you. I got you. It makes sense. Yeah. You know, this next one is, is pretty important because I mean, um, you, you know, since 2020, the, the woke stole the election so hard that they, I, I mean, they, they kind of ended up, you know, destroying one of their favorite hobbies. And that was, you know, uh, literally, making every news cycle and complaining in every Facebook post about QAnon, which I'm not a QAnon guy, but, uh, but nonetheless, I mean, that, that, that was something that they, you know, I mean, they, they missed that. They, they haven't been able to really do that mm -hmm. since January, 2020. It's, it's been rough for yeah. them with that, but fortunately <sighs> they can still be thankful that Christian nationalism, that's right. Christian nationalism has given them another thing to straw man, turning it into the boogeyman to rage against. I mean, it really is the new QAnon. And so, I mean, they are super excited about this, that they can just go, you know, full on woke, you know, like uh, woke Hulk out here against Christian nationalism and all, all that kind of an idea. And I mean, so like that, that is awesome that they can now spend all their day on Twitter, watching CNN, complaining about Christian nationalism. Yeah, great thing. It's always fun. I mean, it was fun to ask woke people that are raging about QAnon. It was always fun to ask them, "What is QAnon?" and watch them. Oh, it's a conspiracy theory. No, yeah, what is it? <laughs> what theory? And are just they watch them like stutter and stammer and give weird, you know, news quotes that don't even answer the question and. Same thing with Christian nationalism. It's fun. It's a fun game to ask them what their straw man means. Right. Error and they, don't, they don't get it, though. They don't get it when they can't answer it. Uh, yeah. Well, it's bad. David French said it was horrible. Russell Moore was David shaking French. with rage. 
Shaking, shaking, with, shaking David with rage. <laughs> <laughs> Quivering with rage was how Russell Moore actually put it. And I'm that's that's an actual uh, quote. Quivering a, yep. with rage. <laughs> Quivering. Is that not the? I don't know if we're allowed to say this on YouTube. We're probably going to get banned for it. But is that not the gayest way to phrase that? I think it is. Quivering with rage. Like what, dude? What are you even saying? Wait, you mentioned David French, though, Kyle. So. I think we've got some news on him. What's going on there? Mm. Oh, were you asking me? Do I get to do another one? You, you get do. to do another one. Oh, 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 I'm so happy. And, you know, the, the woke can be thankful that David French, he's still a loyal conservative. And he's still, as a good conservative, punching right and impugning the faith of anyone on the right while coddling the left <laughs> and holding oh, their yes. positions as superior, just as any true conservative would do. Trademark. Wait. We, uh, we have that uh, in here. We, we, we forgot to say that, that that is trademarked. Loyal conservative, true conservative mm. is trademarked. And he is a part of that group. So he's certified, guys. Yeah, he's, he's totally not lying. Oh my goodness, he he was. Yeah, I mean, thankful that the radical uh, progressive candidate won the governorship of Pennsylvania, simply because he oh he didn't goodness. like the Republican candidate. And guys, to be uh, fair, I don't we, like the we Republican also, candidate either. But man, whoa! We, we've yeah, got you something. Don't go, oh, it's grab that up. You don't. Yeah, you don't congratulate no. How did David French. Not like Doctor Oz, like. I, just, <laughs> I know. Well, I, you know, and like, here, here's the other thing, guys, that the woke can be thankful for. They finally have someone uh, in office uh, whose IQ level matches theirs uh, in Pennsylvania. So that's good. I, I'm still confused. <laughs> how, how did how did David French not like Dr. Oz? Like, I mean, Dr. Oz is is also for mutilating, you know, children. Um, yeah, he was one of the first people, by the way, to yeah. popularize the um, the uh, giving uh, young people um, gender uh, affirming, quote unquote, hormones. But, you, you know, guys, this does give us another thing that the woke can be thankful for, and that is that the red wave was stopped. But it's not because these woke pastors aren't conservative. Of course, of course not. They're, they, of course, are conservative. Just ask them. They have oh, a yes. trademark. Uh, they so they conservative. are conservative. They totally are conservative. But but it's because yep. it was riding a wave of MAGA, Christian nationalist, far-right extremism. And that Ooh. is why it's it's not because in Arizona they quit you know taking votes and and, and stuff like that. It, it's it's it, it's because this red wave was I mean just way too far out there. I mean they might want to end mm. abortions instead of compromising with it like you know <laughs> whoa. Uh, whoa Michael Ware. Um, but that's not loving. So, so ending people abortion? saw that. Ooh. I know it'd be terrible. People just saw the rising tide of um of the ultra right wing that was happening and uh, they just couldn't stand for it because obviously, you know, conservative people, they, they've done so much damage 
to the nation. Now, of course, that doesn't, you know, they haven't been doing things like looting and rioting out in the streets and killing unborn babies and things like that. But, you know, that doesn't, you know, that that's not as, um, that's, that stuff is not as important as being nice and affirming the feelings of gay people and of women who want to have abortions and of, um, Look, I can't even do it. I can't even. I can't even pretend to be woke, guys. I, I'm not good at this. <laughs> it, well, it's and and this is the whole. Why, why are we doing this? Well, one, yeah, we, we want to just have a little fun. We want to keep things a little bit lighter because every week we're talking about heavier subjects, and it can be. You know, we know it can be tiring for people listening. It can be tiring for us because we'd rather be talking about the good things. We'd rather be talking every week about. Uh, Christ and Christ crucified. We'd be rather be talking about the gospel, but we need to Amen. confront these errors. Now, why are we we making these jokes? Because we're pointing out the absurdity of their positions. Their positions don't make sense. And that's right. why we're using this sort of humor to show that. Because none of this makes any sense. It's absurd. Right. And, and, you know, one thing I think uh, that we can say, um, especially for conservatives that are listening, you know, you can be thankful because your savior rose again as a conservative. You know, if you if you believe in Jesus Christ, your savior. But the woke, their savior is not going to be reelected in 2024. Um, and <laughs> so, you, you know, we, we definitely can. Um, be be thankful for that, but but no, tr truly, we do need to set our minds on true thankfulness uh, on what Jesus Christ has done for us. But but if you are woke, you, you did get a good list of things that you can also be thankful for, uh, because I know that you don't have a foundation for thankfulness, and thankfulness is hard for you, so you might need a little bit of help. So we're just reaching out as good you know Christians would, um, but no, it, the, we, we do want to be serious here for just a little bit. Uh, before we sign off, um, you can be thankful. E even if you're woke, you can be thankful for what Christ did for you. Amen. But you're not going to be woke if you truly are thankful for what Christ did for you. Because that means you have to turn away from your sin. You have to realize what you have done to God, that you have violated his character. It's not about you being oppressed. It's not about even your neighbor being oppressed, but it's about Jesus Christ being oppressed and put on a cross when you deserved to be on that cross. But Jesus took your place and he died Amen. for you and he was buried and he rose again, providing a way of salvation so that we could be saved. Mm. And that's ultimately what we should be thankful for. Well, guys, any, mm. any closing thoughts? Well, I mean, I don't think there's really much else to say besides the Christ of the Bible, who provides a way of salvation, provides a way to have peace with God, and through that peace with man. The, the Christ that provides us the ability to actually be thankful, because we're no longer on, under condemnation, is so much better than living a life. And, and now... One thing, it is possible that some of these woke people are saved. They're just very, very, very confused. They're 
life philosophies, their worldviews are at odds with Christ. And that's why we're pointing out that functionally they're rejecting Christ. Now, I would not hang my hat on their salvation because of what they're believing. But the point is that the true Christ of the Bible is superior to a life of bitterness and pain and unforgiveness Amen. and vengefulness. So please yeah. turn your life to Christ. And if you do know Christ, yet you are flirting with these ideas, give them up, lay them, lay these burdens, because ultimately wokeness is a burden, lay it at the feet of Christ, submit to him and his word for daily living, not to the latest evangelical speaker that's telling you you need to lament of your whiteness and be free in Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, and, and guys, one, one last note for me here is, uh, you know, given that we are, um, if we are truly Christians, if we are truly regenerate and born again of God, um, we are grafted into the living vine. We are his branches. Mm. And um, as a result of that, uh, if we are his, we're going to bear fruit in our lives. Mm -hmm. And that fruit um, is described by uh, the Apostle Paul. Um, I believe it is, um, is it Galatians or Ephesians chapter 5? It's late, so I'm getting Galatians. my passages confused. But I think it's Galatians chapter 5, the, fruit of the, the fruits of the Spirit are described. Thankfulness is one of those. So if you find mm -hmm. yourself um, listening to this and feeling that thankfulness, um, that, uh, is welling up within you for what your savior has done. Just know that that is a fruit of the spirit, um, and have confidence and encouragement that the Holy spirit is working in your life to Amen. make you more and more into the likeness of Jesus Christ. Amen. Um, and keep pressing on towards that goal of Christ likeness. Um, and, uh, don't allow the woke to discourage you. Don't, don't be bogged down by them. Um, but look to Jesus Christ, who's the author and the perfecter of our faith, um, recognizing all that he's done for you and continue to be grateful for it um, and live a life that is devoted to him as a result. Amen. Well, keep standing for the truth. 